0: Well, well, welcome to the On Target Living podcast, a place where health and performance meet. If you're looking at increasing performance, being mindful is a is a pillar of performance, and so it creates concentration and focus. And you know that's the greatest skill we can learn is learning how to focus our attention. Here, your hosts and father daughter duo, Chris Johnson and Kristen Brogan, team up to simplify health, transform lifestyles, and inspire you to be your best.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of On Target Living. It's Kristen.
0: Hi, Kristen. It's hey Dan again. How How's are it you? going? Good.
1: You've been traveling a lot. It's nice to probably be home, huh?
0: Yeah, I just got back from uh, Los Angeles last night. So yeah, it's good to be home. Going on vacation a little bit. You and I and yeah everybody else. But and we'll we'll bust out some podcasts up north.
1: And we can practice mindfulness, which okay. is our topic today. Were you mindful when you were traveling? Would you say
0: I was definitely practicing mindfulness yesterday. Pretty much the whole you know, it's a long flight, four and a half hours. Yeah, that's long. And um there was a, a woman and her two kids behind me and they had a, a puppy.
1: Oh, fun. And,
0: and the puppy did not make a sound for four and a half hours. Wow. So I think that my I think the puppy was mindful.
1: I think so too.
0: So I just was kinda curious and and I try not to talk uh we'll talk a little about this, but I try not to speak too much. I'll be cordial and say thank you, but I try not to talk when I'm traveling. I just want to be, I friendly smile, but um, Dr. Phil Nuremberger taught me that a long time ago.
1: You mean to the passengers you're sitting next to, or?
0: No, just overall, I'm just being more aware and mindful of my surroundings and what's going on. It's actually a practice, so, Mm -hmm. you know, Dr. Phil used to tell me all the time, it's a practice. Yeah. So, you got to practice being quiet. And, listening. and, um, and so for me, it's, a, it's a, it's a skill that I work with because, you know, when people get on a plane, they're doing all their, all their stuff, they put the headsets on, they got oh, the computers yeah. going, you know, the whole mm-hmm. thing. But sometimes I'm just scanning my body and, um,
1: breathing, breathing and...
0: and just being mindful. So it's a practice. So it's something I've been working on when I really, when I've traveled, cause I'm by myself.
1: That's really interesting. And really mindfulness is just a simple practice of being more aware. To all of your surroundings, but also the way you feel. And I remember I went to this women's leadership training, and one of the first things that we did was we we paired up with a partner, and we had to listen to that person talk for 10 minutes straight without interrupting them, just listening. And what was funny about it is, you know, they could talk about whatever they wanted, but... When I was listening to my partner talk, you know, all these questions popped in my head. Like I wanted to just fire out these questions. And after 10 minutes, she got to every single thing that I was going to ask. So sometimes we just have to stop, be mindful, listen, and we'll get our answers.
0: And you're seeing that with many organizations around the country. It's a big topic that mm-hmm. more and more people are asked to come in and talk about. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's very simple and, um, it, you know, a lot of people think it's really fluffy and it can be, but at the same time, it's really learning how to use your mind, uh, more efficiently, more effectively, and then allowing the mind to have some rest.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think that's the big thing right now. We're not getting the mind. That's why we're, you know, seeing all this depression and anxiety and the list goes on. Mental
1: health st- issues. Mental
0: health issues is because we're not allowing the mind to, um, recover. Yep. And so one of the things I'm when I like I said when I'm traveling, it's a, for time to me for me to recover.
1: That's nice because yeah, you're traveling, you have no choice but to be in the airport, be on the plane, so you might as well do this simple practice that has huge payoffs.
0: But the huge payoff is is you create this awareness around you that you see so many magical things happening. That you
1: wouldn't otherwise, and
0: I've missed them many times. Oh yeah! So it really it's 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 not uh-huh. because I have to. It's because it's it's interesting to mm-hmm. me now that I'm learning more about it. If you said mm-hmm. to me, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, that wouldn't be something. But today, I'm it's a practice, and I, I keep. But it, it really does create this awareness of what you're missing Mm -hmm. sometimes.
1: Yeah, because if you're not paying attention, I mean, even all the stories you use in presentations, I mean, sometimes it just passes us by and we go through life not interested or curious. And then that's, yeah, like you said, that's where we kind of miss out on things. So let's dive into mindfulness and kind of what mindfulness is. Now, it is a huge buzzword right now. And basically, I define mindfulness as just the practice of paying attention to your life on purpose. So you're more aware, you're curious, but you're also having energy in the present moment. And the present moment is really the only moment where we can get things done. But a lot of organizations are really incorporating mindfulness practices into their workday and sharing it with their employees because they believe it makes their employees more effective, it helps them manage stress in a positive way and also makes them more productive. And I just wanted to share some big companies that have incorporated mindfulness practices. Google is one, Facebook, General Mills, Intel, Aetna does a ton of mindfulness meditation trainings, and then Goldman Sachs. So a lot of these companies are seeing huge payoffs. And in fact, there's some stats around Aetna using mindfulness practices they say that highly stressed employees cost their company an extra $2,000 per year in healthcare compared to their less stressed peers. Also, healthcare costs at Aetna, which total more than 90 million a year, are going down now that they're offering mindfulness programs. So it's, it's huge, not only for healthcare, but also they're finding that they're getting productivity gains. So as they start to incorporate these practices, and these practices could be a number of things. It could be meditation. Just like you said, you're training the brain. It doesn't mean that you're completely quieting your mind. You're just connecting your breath with stillness. Also, some of their trainings are avoiding multitasking. So when they're working, they're just working. When they're on a phone call, they're just on a phone call. You know, they're, they're only focusing on certain things because we know that multi. Tasking doesn't actually work. Maybe they're turning off notifications, maybe they're taking, you know, a technology break. There's all sorts of things that companies are doing, whether it's stress reductions, happiness trainings, mental health trainings, all of these are mindfulness practices.
0: Well, and I think one of the things when we wrote the capacity book, it's it's a foundational, it's a pillar. And so if you're looking at increasing performance, being mindful is a, is a pillar of performance. And so it creates concentration and focus. And you know, that's the greatest skill we can learn is learning how to focus our attention. Mm -hmm. But if our mind is racing so much and we're not getting enough, you know, break time, so it's a skill and it's a practice. And I, again, I think more and more organizations are understanding that whatever you want to call it, but learning how to you know, quiet the mind mm-hmm. and focus it where you want to yep. is actually the
1: focus piece. It's,
0: it's a foundational pillar, and mm-hmm. and that's why you're going to see and and not only from a healthcare cost because that sometimes it's hard to, but we all know that when we're starting to pay attention to anything.
1: Oh yeah, You get
0: better results, so then performance goes way up, and it's again hard. These are hard to measure, but we know they work, and so sometimes it's it's not so easy to put a put a number to it. But you know, we know right now that about eighty percent of. Healthcare costs are directly related to stress. Oh,
1: absolutely. So
0: what are we going to do about it? Yeah. And so this is one of the practices. Let me, let me share with you a couple of things. You and I were talking about this and I kept going back in time. And I remember my mother, um, uh, she, I remember in the spring, it was usually in May or something, but we'd go outside. And I was probably eight years old, seven, eight, nine years old. And I remember we were living at this house on Marscott. And she would take me out in the backyard, and she'd put down a blanket. And she'd take some snacks out there, like an apple or mm-hmm. oranges or whatever. And she would, we would look at the clouds together. Aww. And so it was in the spring, so the clouds were moving relatively fast because mm-hmm. it was windy or whatever. But I remember that to this day. Wow. Going out there, just her and I, and we would lay on the blanket for a w- little while, and we would stare at the clouds.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's so, beautiful. <laughs> so it
0: was like... It was like mindful training. <laughs> you right were back. like
1: way ahead of the time. But
0: I started laughing, I'm like, sometimes we, we forget yeah. that when we're little kids and when we do that, how magical it is if you just just lay yeah. it on your back and just and it's it's just magical. But we yeah. we have that opportunity every day, but we just don't do it.
1: That's and, and I think sometimes people say, Well, mindfulness is too hard or I can't practice mindfulness. Like you said, it's a practice. You get better at it, but it's simple things like that. Like watching the clouds. We just did. We had a team event yesterday and I had most of our team over. You missed out, but we did yoga in front of um, your pond and we were doing down dog where we were facing the pond and we were listening to the fish and the puddles and the waterfall. And then we also were on our backs just looking up at the sky. I mean, there's just, there's nothing better than that. And I think
0: that's well, I, where
1: I, that's where our thoughts come to us. Yeah,
0: and I think what you're saying, you, you're not you're not trying to quiet the mind. Mm-mm. It just instinctively, in, a, in your mind, things will come in and out. And that's yeah. where I think people get sideways, like, I can't do that. You know, we were doing these restore sessions in this program I was doing over the last handful of days. And I told them, let anything come in and out of your mind. Don't yeah. even try to block right. it. Right, yep. And if you just focus on a couple things here yep. and there and... The other, the other one I was thinking about this, you know, as I was flying home, uh, way ahead of the day, but when I went to Sexton High School, when I was a junior in high school, back in the 19... <laughs> so yeah, when was me. that? Okay. 1975. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we had this, 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 uh, this teacher's name was Real Turcott, and he's from Canada. And the name of the class was Applications of Physiology. Whoa. And what the class was all about, everybody thought it was a sleep class. <laughs> so everybody signed up for it, oh, and you sure. just loved this guy. He had so much energy, but he taught you how to scan the body and do muscle contractions. Wow! So you would contract your toes,
1: hmm. and then
0: you contract your ankles and your feet, and uh, move up, move huh. up and down the body. And his goal was to help you understand that physiologically, when you contract certain muscles, it allows you to relax.
1: Wow!
0: And I kept thinking about that class, when, especially when I got into graduate school. But that was just genius. Oh,
1: genius! Now,
0: how he taught it could have been a little bit more. Uh, we could have learned more about it yeah. because just could on, it yeah, we just get applied
1: it. Yeah, we just get
0: on these mats, and everybody would just just,
1: <laughs> <talk> <laughs> just out. pass out. They yeah. just
0: pass out. But really, there he really had yeah. some fantastic yeah. intentions of the class. Mm-hmm. And to this day, when I am having trouble sleeping. I do that muscle, oh, body wow. scan, muscle contraction. Wow. And it's amazing how it relax, relaxes your body. Because we know sometimes we try to separate the mind and the body mm-hmm. when reality is physically sometimes it will help trigger the mind.
1: Oh, absolutely. And so
0: when you do things physically, you know what? We tell people when you go get a massage, sometimes they, call, the massage therapists call it massage drunk. Yeah, oh yeah. Because now you're physically and now you, you don't even know where you are. So <laughs> yeah. how does that happen? yeah. Because again, it's that creating that relationship Mm -hmm. with the mind and the body together. So, again, I just, those are a couple things I was was thinking about. Yeah,
1: I mean, that is powerful stuff because, you know, everything is connected. And a lot of times we struggle with these mental health issues. You know, the definition of anxiety is fear of the future. So sometimes when our mind is in the future, our body's in the present, that creates a state of internal imbalance and I think when we start to practice mindfulness and the way we do it at On Target Living is applying mindfulness to your lifestyle, you know, through mindful eating and mindful moving and mindful resting, you're more in tune with your body and we always tell people, your body's talking to you. But if you're not mindful and you're not paying attention, then that's where you get into trouble.
0: And I think that's that's you know that's critical. I mean, back in the day when I used to do um, personal training at this large health club, you know, and, and the trainers and we would teach. We didn't call it mindfulness, yeah. But when we were doing strength training, I remember people you'd show them how to feel the muscles,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and many of them like had been working out for their you know for years, but they never ever felt the muscles. So I'd actually say, so, so today we're gonna do a, a we're gonna do a row, and I said, what muscles are we working here? Mm. And now they would tell you, but I want you to feel those oh, muscles. Yeah, right. So I want you to feel your biceps as you're pulling. I want you mm-hmm. to feel your rear delts. And then I want you to feel the, you know, the the rhomboids in the mm. mid back. And I want you to contract these muscles. I want you to hold them. I want you to feel them. Yeah. And then you release them slowly. And then wow. you pull them. And, and now I want to con- control your breath. And then they'd say, well, you know, people would say, well, strength training is so boring. And then my <laughs> clients would go, Train- strength training is now become very interesting.
1: Oh, totally.
0: And so, again, when you think about people and their bodies, they don't have even in that awareness. When we talk mindful movement, mm-hmm. you know, you start throwing balance exercises, which you do in your practice and my practice, but people say all the time, well, you have these things called pro and all the pro do is tell you where we are in space. Mm-hmm. So, again, back to mindfulness. Oh, definitely. But if people aren't aware of that, mm-hmm. they tip over and they fall over. Yeah, and, they're and not and paying attention. They're not paying attention. So... Again, when you think about exercise, are you mindful about some of your movements? And like I said, with strength training or whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. or or I'm out watching pickleball. It's interesting. I'm just being aware But what happens when you see all these middle aged uh, or seniors Hmm. playing pickleball. You hear laughter. Yeah. And you hear excitement Mm -hmm. and you hear, you know, passion and energy Mm -hmm. and. That's being mindful, and I think that's sometimes where you're looking, you know, people try to make this more than it is, but it's, you just said it, it's it's paying attention.
1: Yeah, I mean, and just to kind of, you know, reiterate what mindfulness is, it can be called a million different things. I think, you know, sometimes people think it's about being, like, hippie and dippy and sitting, like, (laughs) Indian style, you know, with your fingers pressed together, but it's not that. It could be
0: that, too. It
1: can be that, and that's definitely fine but it's more of a practice of paying attention to your life on purpose with more awareness, compassion, you're curious but it's the it's a high level of energy and attention in the present moment. And that's where we can have more focus that's where we can be more effective in our everyday lives. I mean there's so many benefits to mindfulness. I mean it gives you clear vision on the things that actually matter and that's a huge piece of mindfulness is you're paying attention to what matters. Right, your family, your work, I mean, when you're moving or exercising, you're just moving when you're eating, you're just eating when you're sleeping, you're just sleeping. I mean, how often at the gym do you see someone texting on their phone while they're doing the stairmaster?
0: Well, yesterday, I was in the airport, and this younger man um ran into this woman because he's texting as he's getting off the, <laughs> the moving sidewalk that
1: is not mindful,
0: so in the airport is his pack, yeah, and I'm like, hey
1: say hello. Pay
0: attention here. Yeah,
1: pay attention.
0: Because you can see some really cool things around you versus bearing yeah. your head. And again, we've all done that, yeah. but we really got to think about, you know, what 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 are we missing sometimes?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, you, you said to me a while back, we are talking about, you know, a lot of people when they get anxious or, you know, they're stressed, they eat. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people, you ask them, what's that taste like? Oh, it tastes good. What's a peach taste like?
1: Oh yeah. It's, if you're mindful eating a peach, it's
0: so, one of the exercises I've seen you do before, but you give everybody a peach, and you have them just take one bite and then just savor it and feel it and mm-hmm. t- you know
1: and notice the texture texture
0: of it, and then oh, by the way, describe what it tastes like
1: mm-hmm.
0: wow, that's interesting. Yeah. describe what a peach tastes like,
1: yeah,
0: so that's the challenging thing out there is like you're just these are skills that you're teaching yep. yourself, yeah, and now, when I start to eat. And I'm, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm much more enjoying that. Yeah. And we've all done that, just shoving food down our throats. Yeah. But at the same time.
1: Well, and we just talked about, you know, when you're chewing, you know, some people are eating so fast. Once you swallow, you the taste is gone.
0: It's pretty gone. It's about That's why of- you
1: want more and more and more. But if you can <laughs> savor it and chew it, you know, you already know what that one cookie tastes like. You don't need three. To figure out what it tastes like you know so if we're more mindful of how much and how often we're indulging and we're practicing these things you that's... know it's
0: interesting you're saying that because you know back in the day <laughs> when I worked at Frito-Lay and I was competing in multiple bodybuilding contests over a period of time when I was there I was there for six years and I think I competed in like four bodybuilding contests so as I was getting ready for a contest um, you know I'd be I'd have Doritos Cheetos, (laughs) Ruffles or whatever. We'd have these, you know, Lay's French uh, uh, onion chips and whatever. So I would just open the bag and smell it.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, you did always like to smell things. And that's
0: all I needed. I just needed that smell. And so, again, I was just mindful of the smell, and it was very satisfying.
1: Wow, you know, I forget about that, but I remember being younger and, like, having ice cream, and you're like, can I smell it? And I'm thinking... What? Why? Why not just taste but it? Part of
0: that, if you plugged your nose, or if you put a clip on your nose, yeah. and you're eating, yeah. part of the sensation of taste is the smell. Oh, definitely. So again, when we think about that, you know, those are the little skills that you've learned over mm-hmm. the years. That if I am mindful about that, I can really be satisfied in many yeah. ways. Now, I'm not asking the listeners to be satisfied by just smelling everything,
1: right? But
0: and taste is is yeah. is amazing. But you know, here's another thing I I saw recently. Slow TV. Slow TV. So in Norway, they have oh, public yeah. broadcasting. The most popular public broadcasted television is slow TV. It's
1: like a train that's
0: so going they So or- they started this out, and there's no commercials. Yep. Yeah. And it's ongoing. And they started out with a... Um, the first episode was a train ride for seven hours.
1: Yeah. And it
0: was viewed by over two million people.
1: I saw that.
0: And then they had a fishing trip... And they didn't catch a fish for the first three hours. <laughs> and people are watching this. Yeah. And the craziest all, all is they have this river boat trip. It's five days. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: And there's no commercials. <gasps> and people are loving it.
1: Yeah. Wow. And there's
0: a fire. They, they, all it is is you're watching this fire and they throw in these logs every so oh often. Oh, my gosh. So, again, think about tv in the united states that everything's a you know two second three second oh, yeah, everything's so a clip case. clip clip, you yeah. know so it's interesting why are people gravitating to that because it it, it allows them to relax the mind and now a quick break from e-commerce manager and superfood expert mark polowski Did you know that wheatgrass juice contains over 90 minerals and is especially great for digestion, gout, acid reflux, bone health, metabolism, and sleep? From grass to cube, we source the best quality wheatgrass juice in the world. I promise you will not find a better wheatgrass juice on the market. Visit shop.ontargetliving.com to get the best juice delivered to your front door
1: it's simple it's almost like the simple things is what we want and yeah I mean we know there's so many benefits to you know mindfulness It, it can really help you to turn negatives into positives it can help help you to have better relationships make you healthier and happier you know like you said give you more focus but it can also help to decrease stress and lower anxiety and lower your blood pressure because you're just slowing down and you're paying attention a little bit more on purpose but I find the biggest benefit of all, and I think this is the most powerful thing that mindfulness brings us, is true engagement. True engagement in everything that we're doing. And we know that so many companies struggle with engagement. You know, it's hard to measure, but 70% of employees are unengaged. They're just not, they're not paying attention. They're not into what they're doing. And that's where we get more done with true engagement because it allows us to see more opportunities.
0: Well, I think that's, you, you, you hit it. That's what more and more companies, we had a really interesting meeting last Friday with an insurance broker, and it was a fantastic meeting, but their number one goal is to how to create engagement. Mm. And so that's what really kind of what we try to do in our seminars is mm-hmm. create that engagement because you don't have engagement but engagement goes through all organizations. Oh yeah. You know w- w- whether it's on the phone or working with a you know colleague mm-hmm. or a client or whatever. But that that is absolutely you know. It's interesting. I was listening to. I really like um, the TED hour podcast. Yeah, TED Radio
1: Hour.
0: Yeah, and I really like it. And they do they do. fan. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, but I really like that one and. They're talking about the episodes titled Nudge. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, them. I
1: haven't listened to that one yet. So,
0: so Nudge, for the listeners out there, um, is really, it's about how do you get people to make better decisions. Mm. They want to do it.
1: They just need a nudge.
0: Yeah, so they just need a nudge. <laughs> and so the, the guy that wrote the book, his name's Dr. Richard Thaler, and it's about, it's just gently altering a movement or a decision. Mm. And it's a nudge. Mm. And so he says he's not the one inventor of the nudge. He just talks about it. Yeah. But it's interesting, they had an, uh, one of the guests on there, Was his name was Judson Brewer. And he was talking about anxiety and sleep and mindfulness and things like that. And all the stuff that we're, we're, we're dealing with. Yeah. But one of the things he says, you know, mindfulness supports, you know, this concentration, paying attention. Mm-hmm. So they started doing some studies on people about quit, quitting smoking. And as we know, you know, both my parents quit smoking yeah. and they both said it was very, super challenging. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they, they've started to realize is that they become mindful about smoking. In fact, they're encouraging you to smoke. Oh, So they want these smokers that want to quit smoking to smoke, but they want them to be mindful of what it's like oh, when they're smoking. Oh, wow. So they, so they have all these things and they want to ask them, what's it like physically when you smoke? How do you feel physically? Oh. Number two, what are, what are your cravings like when you want a cigarette? And what's your cravings like when you're smoking? And then are you angry or are you happy?
1: Oh, interesting. And
0: then, then it gets into the what's it taste like? Ugh. And then most of them, ta- well, ta- when they really actually think about what yeah. it tastes like, they don't like the taste. Oh, they no. think it tastes very chemically. And and then what's it smell? So again, back to this, mm. and most of them don't think it smells good. No. And so what they find at the the end is they don't have to convince them to quit smoking. Wow. Because their behavior of what they've experienced from mindful smoking is doing it. So their their rate of getting people to quit smoking is off the charts.
1: Because they do it for themselves.
0: They're doing it for themselves. Yeah. Nobody's forcing them. They're just nudging them to.
1: That's powerful.
0: So it moves from knowledge to wisdom.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But I really thought that was fascinating that... You let them experience it, but yeah. most people when they think i'm i'm stressed i'm going to be a stress eater right well, let's really go back right and be mindful of what's triggering that yep when you you know we've all done this when you slam down you know too many cookies at one time, what do you actually feel like? what's right. that feel like? yeah, versus if you were my- so again it's just something that I think that's a it's a practice we all have but the power of it, mm-hmm. and one last thing here is, is we have to understand the prefrontal cortex of the brain is the one that does it tells us we shouldn't be eating that many cookies.
1: Oh, definitely. We
0: shouldn't be smoking. Yes. We probably should get more sleep.
1: <laughs> we should
0: move our bodies a <laughs> yeah, little bit more. Yeah, it's talking to us. But when you're stressed, the prefrontal cortex is the first thing that goes offline. Wow. So that's where we go sideways. Yes. So that's the key is, is you have to understand is when you bring mindfulness to the to the party. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Well at night you might not be smoking or but how about your text? Oh, how about yeah. your emails? What if you just said to yourself, when that text comes up, yeah. how do I feel? What's it look like? Yeah, you know, what's the sensation I have? Versus, ah, eh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'll get
1: to that later. I'll get to it later. Yeah.
0: But again, i I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, here comes a text, i got to answer yeah. the text, and I'm talking to you.
1: Yeah, and that's rude. Whoa, whoa, <laughs>
0: I've lost my engagement.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, and engagement, lack of engagement, that's where mistakes happen. So,
0: anyway, I just thought that was interesting when I was listening to that podcast.
1: That of is... how
0: you you don't force people, they're getting it, they're just, you're getting them to nudge. And then the other thing I yeah. thought was really interesting when, when uh, Richard Thaler was talking about, you have to make it super easy. Mm-hmm. So, if you're trying to get yeah, people to simple. be mindful... Got to make it easy. Yeah. So just start with one or two things. Start with
1: yeah, a couple things. So
0: if you're going to try to make it really easy for somebody to be mindful, what would be what? How would you how would you teach them?
1: I mean, I think what you're saying too is mindfulness is an internal motivation, and that's the most powerful motivation of all. So if you can start paying attention and say when it comes to eating, okay, we've probably all. Ate more than we should at certain occasions, right? We know how that makes us feel. I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Those date cookies on the holidays get you. But yeah, I mean, if we just stop and say, okay, I'm stressed right now. I'm, I want to go for those whole bag of chips. So you're
0: saying really the first step of mindfulness is, is just that self-awareness. Yeah.
1: Just self awareness and just paying attention a little bit and having a conversation with yourself. You know, You know you're stressed. You know you've been working long hours, but you want that bag of chips. Well, just stop for a second and say, what is eating that whole bag of chips going to make me feel like? So
0: I think that's a really powerful piece because you're looking at what are they going to get? What's the outcome? Yep. So before they've crashed and burned, you're kind of looking
1: at... Start to visualize it. Yeah,
0: what's the outcome of me eating five cookies?
1: Yep. Start to visualize how you're going to feel. I'll be laying on the
0: couch in
1: yeah. a coma. Yeah. You're not going to sleep good. Ate myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, and you can start to think about your life. I mean, your current life right now, how does that impact others? You know, like, mm. yes, it's one bag of chips, but the way that you're living right now, how is it not only impacting you, but affecting others? How is it affecting your relationship? You know, when you start incorporating exercise and we call it movement, You're not exercising to lose weight. You're exercising to feel good. But what if you thought about movement in a mindful way and said, I'm exercising and moving my body because this allows me to be nicer to my spouse. And if I'm nicer to my spouse, my spouse is going to be happier. Yeah,
0: I would say I'd probably not be a very nice guy if I would never get my body. (laughs) No, you're not. But I think that's really powerful because one of the things I used to try to help people understand is that when they start to move their body... Mm It really clears their mind. Oh yeah, and and vice versa. So again, you might not say, "Hey, I don't." I, and again, you need to kind of enjoy the activities. But that would be a mindfulness that having that self talk mm-hmm. after I'm done working out. Wow, I yeah. really do like, feel good. And just
1: savor the moment. Right, Just you savor know? the
0: moment, and then and then that gets in your brain that okay, now that's that's what I again. I think sometimes mm-hmm. I used to have clients come in and they're like. I'm not losing any weight. I'm not this. I'm not that. They're focusing on all these metrics. Yeah. And I ask them, well, how do you feel? Yeah. Well, I, I'm calmer. And I, <laughs>
1: you're I, like, yeah, I can I, tell. I
0: feel better. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm nicer to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're like, okay, so all these things about kindness and niceness yeah. and how powerful is that?
1: Oh yeah. And it's just, a, it's a, like you said, you got to make it easy. It's a sh- simple shift in your mindset. So you're not doing these things because someone tells you to. Mindfulness is about doing things because you want to, because you like it the way it makes you feel. Now that's what I talk about when I talk about mindful eating and mindful moving and mindful resting. It's, it's when you start doing those things because you want to. And because they make you feel healthy and happy. Because if you're just doing something, if you're following the ketogenic diet because you see it on Instagram, but it makes you feel like total crap, that's not being mindful at all. You're not in tune with your body.
0: Well, I think one of the things we were doing the other day, and I was just doing real simple breath awareness, diaphragmatic breathing. And I think that's an easy thing. But a Mm -hmm. lot of people, I was saying, okay, how many of you feel like I had them do diaphragmatic breathing for about... Two minutes. Oh yeah. And how many of you felt like that was twenty minutes? And they're like, oh yeah. So here's the deal: don't force yourself no. into do diaphragmatic breathing. Yeah. Just just be aware of your breath. Yeah. And then as you get comfortable, just being is my breath rapid? Is it mm-hmm. slow? Am I you know? Is my posture? You're just being aware of all these physical sensations, yeah. and then slowly you can kind of move in the direction you want. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes people think they have to. I gotta be you know. I got to do this breath awareness and diaphragmatic breathing, and, the, and now they're stressed because they're t-
1: oh, yeah. they're trying too hard. Well, in in mindfulness, it's about being present, and that's why breathing is so powerful because you don't breathe in the past, you don't breathe in the future. It's the present moment. So when you start to connect with that breath, you automatically will be in that present moment. You know,
0: I tell this story. So as we know in our family, Matt is the golfer. Oh yeah, I'm not the golfer. Well,
1: you're a golfer.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just a, just an average golfer. <laughs> And I love golf. So, for many years, I played with my dad in this mm-hmm. Invitational. And we we did okay here and there. But not, yeah. you know. So, then Matt came along. He played college golf. Yeah. And he's good. <laughs> so, we're playing now in the, you know, the high oh, flight. Oh, yeah. we So, we're, we're, the first tournament we played in the first flight. But then we played mostly in the championship flight. And people always ask me, you know, I didn't think you were that good a golfer. <gasps> and I said, I'm not. But I have a good partner. <laughs> so... The first time we played together, we're coming down the end of the stretch and we're on the seventeenth hole and I remember this like it was yesterday, but it was two hundred and twenty-eight yards, it's over water, it's a really hard part mm-hmm. three. Matt and I are up by, by one. So we're one up with and it's match play. So we're one up with two holes to go. And Matt hits it in the bunker in the in the in the on the green. And they're all not worried about me, they're worried about Matt. Oh yeah. But I hit probably one of the purest shots I've ever <laughs> hit. And I hit it right on the green. So I got about a 25-foot putt, and both these guys are on the green, and they're good putters. And I kept saying to myself as I walked up, I said, just, just don't three-putt. Yeah. Everybody's watching. Grandpa's watching. Yeah. Everybody's watching. Big, big crowd. And then I thought to myself, slow down.
1: Yeah, take a breath.
0: Start focusing on your breathing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I made the putt, and it was magical.
1: Whoa, yeah. I remember that.
0: And I still remember the ball going in the hole. Yeah. But it was like, it, and you hear athletes talk about this, and I say to myself sometimes, why do I, know I do that more often? Uh-huh. But I was listening to the other day; um, the British Open is coming yeah. this week, and they were talking to Ricky Fowler, and he's one of the, you know, favorites. And Ricky said one of the things he's learned over the last handful of years is how to slow down and be more mindful. Mm-hmm. He pays attention to his wow. walk and his breathing. Mm-hmm. And his caddy is in sync with him. Mm. His caddy will tell him, you know, we're moving a little too quickly. Oh, wow. slow it down. Wow! So his caddy is mindful. Ricky's mindful. And then they showed, you know, you look at some of the best players in the world now, Dustin Johnson mm-hmm. and, the, and the male side and the female side. If you watch both men and women tours, the best players are very calm, calm very mm-hmm. deliberate. Yeah. They, they don't really get, you know.
1: Riled up because... They have and, Tiger to Woods, different.
0: and Tiger Woods has always been slow moving. Yeah. He gets excited on the golf course, but he's slow moving. But yeah. it really hit me, you know, in my own experience. But then listening to some of these, yeah. and it kind of reinforced that when I get on the golf course, coming up, I got to be more mindful. I
1: think that's huge.
0: And and I think that's in everything, whether you have that attention going mm-hmm. to your work or with your family, yeah. or you know, again, it is. And, and so we're really where I'm going with this. It really gets back to. You know, performance.
1: Oh yeah. It's huge for performance.
0: So if you're looking at your organization, have better engagement, you can understand how to quiet the the mind when you're stressed. I mean, these are all, you're just paying attention to your physical body, your, your mental state. Yeah. That all adds up over time.
1: Well, and you didn't go up to the green and say, I have to make this putt. I have to, I have to one putt it. Well,
0: again, back to the whole thing. I was in the future. Yeah. You know, all these people are watching me.
1: Right.
0: Don't three putt. Yeah and then i thought to my then i thought you know and dr phil would was on my shoulder i <laughs> yeah. know because that was kind of the beginning when i started yeah. training with dr phil Nuremberger. and i kept thinking okay just slow down mm-hmm. focus on your breath yeah and that's all i did and then i forgot about three putt and everything else i just stepped up there and i mm-hmm. hit it and it went right in the hole and you know it was it was magical moment for me and you know our, my especially for my dad but yeah that was magical. It, it, it was it was one of those things where I wasn't in the future. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you were in the present moment, and that's where the magic happens. And that's
0: where the present. You know, we we always talk about this, but when you're playing in the scramble, with four people, nobody ever thinks about three putting. Oh no! Because everybody's in the moment, right? And when you're in the moment, it's amazing. So one of the went out the other night with one of my buddies, and we had this little thing. Was you you can't three putt. Oh! It it just you everything's a two putt. Huh? It was in crazy how many putts we made. Because we weren't in the fear of three-putting.
1: Oh, right. We're
0: in the moment of, and we all know that when we're playing. So anyway, those are powerful things because you could just take that same analogy into your space. If I can stay in the moment, how much greater am I going to perform?
1: Well, and what all elite athletes and high performers have in common is they live most of their life in the mindful zone. So I live in Chicago and every year I go watch the Chicago marathoners, the leaders run by. And these are the guys that are running sub five minute miles like it's easy. They're smoking. And I've just been so drawn to them over the years. And now I can actually place it that the reason it's so powerful to watch them is because they practice mindfulness at the whole, the biggest level that you can practice mindfulness. So... My husband and I we get we get there super early. We usually go to like kind of the halfway point, and we make sure that we get a front row spot so that when they run by, we can watch their every move. We can see their faces. We can f- almost feel them. And what they all have in common is they are completely engaged in their task. They're only running, right? That's it. And so we started thinking, you know, what do these runners? What is the difference they have between all the other runners? Do you know the difference? The one difference? I mean, yes, they're running sub-five-minute miles, but there's one huge distinct difference when you look at these people compared to everyone else. They're mindful. They don't wear headphones. That's what I mean. Yeah, they are completely engaged. Now... As soon as they run by? I
0: still could not wear headphones and still keep up with them.
1: I mean, that's the no. thing. They're running 26.2 no, miles with no headphones. They're
0: feeling their feet. They're feeling their, their legs. They're feeling their well, breath. They're feeling everything.
1: Well, that's the thing is they're... So
0: you, they're not trying to numb themselves or distract right. themselves. Distract and there's nothing wrong with distracting yourself sometimes. But, yeah. I, you know, when I run out here, uh, out in this w- the woods... I never use my headset. No,
1: because there's so much to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, and I can feel how hard I'm breathing.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, you're like, this is hard. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, they can't afford to make mistakes. They have to be completely engaged. If you see them running, they're in a pack. So one wrong move, if they don't feel their competitors, if they don't hear them at their side, if they don't see them, one wrong move and the whole pack falls down.
0: Well, we used to go, you know, when we used to go out west skiing, we used to wear headsets and listen to music, and I'm like and that's dangerous. It's not, it's not only dangerous, but it, you're out there in the mountains yeah. and the in the beautiful environment yeah. and the sound of the snow and mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, gosh, I used to do this when I was in my twenties. Yeah. But today, I, I it's yeah. it's magical to listen to quiet.
1: It is. I mean, when
0: you're standing at the top of a mountain and there's no noise, that's yeah. pretty pretty amazing.
1: Well, I mean. Do you have any kind of situations where you're not being mindful and that's where you make mistakes? Has there been anything that you can think of that really created kind of a a mistake in your life just from not paying attention?
0: Well, one of the things we know at, at Ontario Living is, is when we're presenting. Yeah. And so I try to be really get, be mindful okay. of how I'm feeling before I step oh, up. Yeah. And so this past week, I felt like, I was very mindful of mm-hmm. my everything. I prepared. I had a 15-minute keynote. I had to be really on.
1: <laughs> Your 15 minutes that's it, hard. It's
0: tight. Yeah, it's tight. So, But I came out there with really, with, with I was mindful of my energy. Yeah. I was mindful of my body movements. Mm-hmm. I was mindful of, 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 of what well, my focus was. But I felt like I was in the moment. You know mm-hmm. when you're standing on stage sometimes, you get a little ahead of yourself or whatever. Yeah. I felt like I was right there, wow. and I kept thinking to myself, "I gotta keep." And again, we always, you know, sometimes they're better than others. But I was prepping in the back, just from an energy standpoint. I was focusing on my breathing. I wasn't thinking about what I was mm-hmm. going to talk about. I was just thinking about yeah. my, just my physical energy, and and then it just, you know, you get up there and
1: you shine. Here
0: you go. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to get ahead of the game. Where I was going, I was mm-hmm. just standing right here. Where's my breathing like? How do I feel?
1: Energy in the moment.
0: Energy in the moment. And then that goes up versus, oh, I hope I say this and I do this. Right. And now I'm, I'm looking
1: it. at the time. I'm looking
0: at the time. I'm not even in there. In fact, yeah. I we had a confidence monitor that I didn't even ever looked at it. Wow. You they, just know. Just didn't even look.
1: Yeah.
0: I just kind of have my deal and
1: uh-huh.
0: went down. I might have gone over for, you know, 30 seconds or something. But
1: <laughs> but you were on, so that's I was, okay. <laughs> but I,
0: they didn't hook me. Yeah. But anyway, so that's for me because I've been in the other extreme where I've been up there and I, am too far ahead mm-hmm. and I'm not in the audience. I mean, when I feel like, you know, when I'm connecting, they're connecting, yep. I, I, they, they know that Yeah. versus it's not canned, it's live, it's raw. It's, right. I mean, that's the magic. So when I hear see presenters and I can see that it's kind of canned and, yeah. you know, and again, we have to have that preparation, but mm-hmm. I think the magic is in the moment.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's,
0: that's t- for me personally, I, cause I've made those mistakes and as, as my career, you know, I feel like I'm in the sweet spot of my career right now. I'm mm-hmm. going to be 61. I I, I want to be in that moment. And I want the audience to be because I'm there mm-hmm. for them and, you know, they're for they're for me. And, and, and I everyone
1: think, wins. And
0: I think that's the magic right there. I know it is for me, um, for my profession. But I've made those mistakes before where I'm yeah. really, I'm kind of canned. I, I know what I want to say. I say that. But reality is... It's not the right time, you no. know it's like more reaction, and that's why when you watch you know performers or you know that's what's beautiful of watching you know sports oh
1: right, it's a moment it's
0: and that's what definitely. that's why people get excited mm-hmm. to watch it and participate, in it, and you're you watching. don't know
1: what's going to happen. there's yeah. an element of surprise, and
0: you know it's like watching the marathon runners it's it yeah. sits right in the moment and they're they're in the moment they're not thinking about what they're gonna eat later and yeah. you know what they're gonna do later tonight mm-hmm. or watching a movie or whatever they're right there.
1: So let's give our audience just kind of a taste of what this whole mindfulness experience is. So I want to take you and the audience through just a simple mindfulness meditation. Okay. Now, before we get into that, I just want the audience to know that we have a lot of great talks on mindfulness. We have a mindful leadership talk. We have a talk all about experiencing your best self through mindful living. So if you ever want to bring some of these presentations to your group or your organization or maybe some of your clients that you work with, you can go to ontargetliving.com and visit our speaker page. We have some good videos and uh, presentation topics on there. Okay. To take you through a mindful meditation, I just want you to start in a comfortable position. Whether you're laying down or maybe you're listening to this when you're on the StairMaster, just start to pay attention and...
0: Not driving, right? Yeah,
1: not driving. I mean, ideally you want to be sitting probably in a chair, you know, comfortable. But you can
0: do it in the car, Just not going to close your eyes.
1: Yeah, but if you are, if you have the opportunity to close your eyes, I recommend you close your eyes and just start to connect with your breath and start paying attention to the way your breath feels, inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose and start connecting with your belly breath, your place of power, as you inhale through the nose, let your belly rise with air. As you exhale through the nose, let the belly fall. And just start to breathe naturally. Meditation is where we connect our breath with stillness, it's a conscious state of relaxation. can turn all those negatives into positives and just let the things go that don't matter and start to relax your face your eyes your jaw let your shoulders roll down and back just let everything go start to visualize yourself in a relaxing place somewhere that brings you joy whether it's in the hot sun toes in the sand or maybe you're curled up on the couch with a good book in front of a crackling fire. Just find a place that brings you ease and comfort. And here may you be healthy. May you be happy. May you start paying attention to the things that actually matter. answers we seek never come when the mind is busy. They come when the mind is quiet and when silence speaks the loudest. So I invite you to invite in that pure silence, the remedy for everything. your breath, invite movement into your fingers and toes, and know that you can always come back to this place where you connect with your breath, you focus your attention on the present, and you start living better. Open your eyes if you've closed them. For you to just invest in the things that matter. Hope you feel a little bit more rejuvenated. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. You look like you are like passed out, I think.
0: I'm very relaxed.
1: (laughs) So remember that you know, meditation that's a practice, a a form of mindfulness. It doesn't have to be long, it can be 30 seconds. It's where you connect with your breath. And I think that's a good tip for our listeners that. Connecting with your breath is probably a really easy but powerful form to start practicing practicing mindfulness.
0: Yeah, again, what what you're saying today just just get started, be self aware, and just start paying attention to your physical, you know, your mind, you know, what you're doing. And yeah. I think, uh, like you said, connecting to the breath is always you know the magical piece. And I think what you said at the very end is silence is where all the answers lie.
1: Oh, everything.
0: And so we've all had these amazing, you know. Ideas, And they generally will come, well, if you're doing this more consistently, you can bring those out Mm -hmm. more on a consistent basis. And that's the power of, you know, quieting the mind.
1: Yep. Or stilling the mind. Yeah. I mean, the shower, that's where a lot of our answers come. So just take that time for yourself because I promise you that your life will be so much more meaningful and more purposeful. So thanks for listening. Small steps to healthy living.